football is finally back. My friends at Scana Energy can help you save when you fire up the grill for game day. Right now, receive up to $100 when you sign up for the 36-month fixed rate. Call now, 1-877-GO-SCANA, or visit scanaenergy.com slash 100. Additional terms and conditions may apply. In and out in no time. That's what she said. And now, it's time for FinCast. Boom shakalaka. Wide receiver and fan favorite Brian Fennerin is talking Dirty Bird football. Powered by Scana Energy, the official natural gas partner of the Atlanta Falcons. Looking for Fennerin who leaps into the air, a touchdown. FinCast starts now. It was a great weekend for Falcons football because they did not play. You were listening to FinCast, powered by Scana Energy. Alongside BFIN86, Brian Finneran, I'm Tyler Nelson. You are tuned into FinCast. All right, Finn, so how was your uh, weekend of not having to watch the Falcons? It was good. It was, gives you a Sunday to kind of relax. Although I even woke up and watched the Jaguars and the Dolphins, of all people, yeah. play in London, England at 9.30 on Saturday, right. Sunday morning. So we got a chance to see the team we're playing. Uh, Miami ends up losing late on a field goal, 53-yarder, uh, by the young field goal kicker Wright, I think his last name was. And I was, I was kind of happy to see the Jags get right. off the schneid and, and find a way to win a ball game. Well, and it was uh, Jacoby Brissett, right? Is Tua he was, hurt? Tua, Tua was hurt, mm-hmm. came back and started last Sunday okay. uh, in London with the rib cage pads okay. on. You could tell he was not as amp, apt to run, but when he did, he got down a lot quicker than he probably normally would have. So he protected himself and kept him in that ball game. And they ended up, and Miami ended up losing 23-20, I think was the final. But uh, I'm sure a lot of Falcons took that t- time to sit down and watch, you know, the team you're going to play yeah. moving forward. <laughs> well, let's hope so. Yeah. But <laughs> given past performance, yeah, maybe right. not. So, well, with the bye week, you mentioned something before we started the podcast about um, what good coaches do during sure. during a bye week. And tell me more about that. Sure. You got two days of practice. Maybe you go practice Wednesday and Thursday, and then you really get Thursday and uh, quick Thursday, so almost all Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. Mm-hmm. And the coaches don't get the time off. They're in there scr- studying and grinding, looking over the first six games of the season or five mm-hmm. or how many you played, and they self-scout. So you look at the plays you've called. You look at how you call the plays and what situations, down in distances. What did we do on third and three to five? And it's if, if you go like, we pass the ball 90% of the time, we have to fix that. Now can we run the ball for the next three or four games on third and three to five because right. the teams are going to expect us. Because other teams are doing the same thing. Right. They're looking at your tendencies. They're looking at the percentages that you're doing different things. And they base their defensive play calling or offensive play calling off of your tendencies that you have to either run on first down or blitz on third down or play cover zone on first and ten most of the time. So I, I would think, though, that this is something that coaches, even if the coach won, like the defensive coordinator or the offensive coordinator is – not doing every week? Don't they every have like teams of guys doing this for them? No and question. Them... Okay. No question. You'll have guys that will give you these numbers, and shoot, websites can almost do it for you, but you want to make sure they're accurate. So you have a scouting department that can do right. what you're talking about, but it's more of an in-depth look during the bye week. So just a little deeper dive into what you've done the first five weeks of the season. You're two and three. Why are we two and three? What happened in Washington that let that thing get out of hand? Mm-hmm. How come we can't get the run game going with Mike Davis? Right. Uh, is our special teams good enough? Well, I can answer that question. Run blocking. Run blocking is a big <laughs> part of it for sure. So you have to look at all those different things, and then you figure it out. You come back Monday morning. You get an extra practice in. You still mm-hmm. have Tuesday off. You're rocking and rolling Wednesday. 
and getting ready to play the Miami Dolphins on Sunday. So uh, that's what coaches are doing this week. What are the guys doing? Depends on who they are. Right. Matt Ryan went to the pumpkin patch with his twin boys. <laughs> Um, I didn't see that, but it sounds adorable. Yeah, Demonte KZ, who's a Dallas Cowboy now, uh-huh. just had his bye week start this week. Well, guess what he did? He went out drinking until 3 in the morning and got a DWI in Dallas, awesome. Texas. So sounds different like, strokes. Sounds like the, uh, <laughs> d- the defensive control that Dan Quinn had here is uh, oh, consistent with Dallas. <laughs> so it, different strokes for different folks. I was able to catch up on kids' sports, go to school, pick up carpool, right. uh, help out around the house, take dogs for a walk. So... It's all, and, and then the young, the young guys, they're in the clubs, they're hanging out, they're doing different things, and, and then some guys go on vacation, just get away for three days. Sure. So it all varies for sure. Um, well, I'm glad that nobody, uh, you know, knock on one, no That's Falcons right. have been arrested uh, this week. So it sounds like a little bit more relaxed then for the players than it is for the coaches. No question. So, so and I know we talked about this in the last episode, that's, is that that's why it's a little bit nicer to have this. A little bit farther into mm. the season, um, but and, and we don't even really have that as much. We're not playing the Saints. We're not playing the Buccaneers next week. We have the Miami Dolphins. Right, um, it's a team we think we should beat. We should be right. Beat them. Yes, they're reeling a little bit. They can't they seem to get things going. They have zero run game at all. This is just one of those games you feel like they might. It might be their get right game, and you mm-hmm. hope it's not. Mm-hmm. To a Valoa come came back last week for the first time in a couple few weeks, mm-hmm. coming off IR, I think, for those ribs. So now he got one game under his belt where they lost, a tough one in, in London. You don't let him get loose on you. They love these kind of little short passing game stuff with Tua. Zone read, RPO, get the ball out of his hand quickly. Swing passes, things like that. Yeah, exactly. Swing passes, little little um, one-step hitches for the receivers. Um, what's my man's name? Well, they have Jalen Waddle. Jalen yeah. Waddle. Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle's averaging 8.1, 8.7 yards per catch. That's It's not good. Yeah. It's terrible. Uh, and a guy for, with he his should speed. be a deep threat. I mean, he's a guy with that speed. Dude, I had a year I averaged 21.3 yards per catch in 20, 23 catches. It's all about making guys miss, being big enough to do that, and then taking shots down the field with these guys. They're reluctant to do it so far. Again, the Falcons don't be that freaking team that becomes the get-right <laughs> team this week against a Miami team. You should beat. Well, with only one real threat in the, in the passing game, we're, our secondary is good enough to contain that guy. You'd like to think part. so. Devontae Parker was questionable, so we'll see if he gets back. Gusecki is their tight end. who's a good athlete. Um, so they can throw it around a little bit, but a lot of dinking and dusking, dunking um, on the offensive side of the football for them. Our our defense is where we need to really tighten it up. Tyler, when you talk about our pass rush, the yeah. Falcoholic had this. They did a thing, and Kirby Smart does it well. There's a havoc rate. Yes. It's uh, tackles for loss or no gain, forced fumbles, intercepted passes, deflected pressures, all coupled together gives you a havoc rate. Mm-hmm. The Falcons right now have um, are in the bottom five. They're 29th overall in havoc rate. The top teams, the Bills, the Browns, the Panthers, who have a good defense, the Cowboys are really good, and the Bucks are really good. Yeah, speaking of the Falcoholic, I saw that we are last in the whole league in QB hits. That's right. And that's... It's concerning. Yeah. For sure. But we knew going in, the only guy on the defensive, defensive line we could count on was Grady, Grady Jarrett. Yeah. And it, so is there anything other, other than just guys overnight waking up and being better. <laughs> is there anything that Dean Pease could be doing oh, different to Dante Fowler, I don't know. You can scheme, try to scheme it up a little bit and confuse young quarterbacks like mm-hmm. Tua. But guys got to play. You got to have guys that mm-hmm. just care about football enough to go kill somebody and get after defensive ends and uh, get after tight ends and, and offensive tackles. And they just play with this reckless abandon. Yeah. Inside the scheme, you can't go crazy and lose right. your freaking mind. But inside the scheme, play with that energy and that excitement, that power that says, I love football. 
I want to be on this field. I've seen it from Dante Fowler a couple times this season. Grady He's always had plays moments. He's had, and Grady always comes up. I, I think the the preeminent, and of course, just the, the when I grew up, who I was watching was Von Miller. Like that is the preeminent defensive end pass rusher, I think. And then somebody just like that guy's out there to kill somebody. We played and having fun while doing it. That's right. Uh, we played a bite soundbite today uh, in the front row on six eighty. The fan in the locker room. In the lock inside the locker room. Holy cow! <laughs> you just leave it in there. That's hilarious. Oh man, front row is a show is, I used to be on. Yeah. We've changed it the last uh, few months to the locker room. So yes. tune in the locker room six to ten every morning on six eighty. The fan. <laughs> anyway, uh, Von Miller had a quote. He said he's going to kill whoever tackle he's going up against. He doesn't even know because the Cleveland Browns they play tomorrow night or Thursday night. I should say on Thursday night football. The Browns go to the Broncos, I believe. And Von Miller's like, I got to get back on track. I don't know who's out there, but they're, I'm going to kill him. And I'm, he's not, he's not literally going to kill him, but no, it's but, but he's that's going the, to get after their ass. It, that's the mindset. And yes. and like you said, D- Dante Fowler's had some moments, and but Grady Jarrett, whenever you see him, it's like that yeah. is and and you know to go into college. Jordan Davis for the Georgia Bulldogs. Oh my gosh, that's someone who the same plays that Loves same game. way. Loves the game and just. You're afraid of. So we got the young guys that are coming in, and Marlon Davison's been out for a couple mm-hmm. weeks, so I think he's back, which will be great. And then eighty Ogundeji, kid out of kid out of Notre Dame, um, has really started doing some different things. He got his first sack last week, I think, at a tip ball and, and put him in coverage. He's a big, long athlete mm-hmm. that I'm excited to see him progress. That's where guys can start stepping up, like you right. asked. Those guys can get better over the first few weeks of the season. Then you know if you got something. or Then not. you can build schemes around. Right. Them. Tell me about the Caleb McGarry Jason Spriggs switch up because uh, I don't know who the hell that is. McGarry, uh, obviously the no, right tackle. Not. I know you know who that is. <laughs> Our starting right tackle is in the COVID protocol. Right. If he te- he's everybody on the team is vaccinated, so if he can get two positive, two negative tests, uh, and then have and then be ready to go, he'll be great within twenty four or forty eight hours or something. But in the off chance he doesn't, Jason Spriggs uh, was a second round draft pick by the Green Bay Packers. He's been in the league for five years. There's no real. Uh, signs of him having any game heavy game action yet, just filling stuff. Mm-hmm. Big guy, 6'5", 310 pounds. So I don't know jack about him. I never uh, and I hope we don't hear his, yesterday. <laughs> and I hope we don't hear his name at all during the game because yeah. that means guess what? <laughs> he didn't screw up and get Matt Ryan killed. Yep. So we'll see what happens. Um, there. But the, so there is a chance that Caleb McGarry could play. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, then my last question is, I guess, uh, if we win this weekend, what yeah. went right? And I've asked you this question before, sure. but if we win this weekend. What went right? Well, defense played a great game mm-hmm. against a team that's not very good offensively and can't run the football, which is what they should do. They got after Tua Tungvaloa. They made him feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. We got an interception or a turnover or two, mm-hmm. and we were able to turn it into points. And then Matt Ryan has continued to do what he's done yep. the last three weeks, which is throw touchdowns, protect the football, no interceptions, move this team up and down the field, and put points on the scoreboard. Super excited to see Calvin Ridley back in action. Yep. Russell Gage looks like he'll be back in action. So now you got a full gamut of off- offensive weapons. Yeah, he's got the weapons back. No question. Kyle Pitts goes 9 for 118 two weeks ago. Uh, I think you continue that mold as well. I think Kyle Pitts gets in the end zone again. If those things happen, you walk Should away and you're a 500 football and, uh, team. I was about to say, and then we're a 500 team, and then the rest of the season ahead of us, right? No doubt. No doubt. So we got to heat up. Scan Energy can heat you up as well. Uh, they're going to cut my bill in half. I can promise you that. Uh, yeah, love using Scana. he's not lying. That's not just his tongue. You're, you're no, actually no. a Scana, Scana client now, customer. No question about it. Uh, I was looking at my bill, and it was uh, per therm was like up over a buck, and I was like, oh, rut row, Shaggy. It's the hell is going on around here. Turn the heat off. Nope, we can turn it on now because I switched to Scana, and um, they've been awesome for me cool. and for you.
And uh, that's uh, that's this week in FinCast, I think. Um, we'll see what the Falcons do this weekend against the Miami Dolphins and the questionably injured or not Tua Tungavaloa, his Alabama former wide receiver, and Jalen Waddle. And um, here's hoping for a W this weekend. Peace. Brought to you by Scana Energy, the official natural gas partner of the Atlanta Falcons. FinCast is hosted by Brian Finneran, co-hosted and executive produced by Tyler Nelson. If you'd like to reach out to the show, email Tyler at tyler at 68thefan.com. FinCast is hosted by 68thefan on thepodcastpark.com and is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Opening and closing music by Atlanta band Gringo Star and their song, I Will Not Follow. Thanks for tuning in to FinCast. We'll see you next week. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Hi, I'm Mark Beckham with Atlanta Ramjack. We specialize in only foundation repair. What is foundation repair? Foundations sink or settle. These issues need to be addressed. It only becomes more costly the longer you put it off. What is the biggest cause of foundation problem? Either poor construction, 
inferior site preparation, or weather. Drought causes cracks in your foundations. If you see any signs of foundation issues, please contact us at atlantaramjack.com.